Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you. Yes, gentlemen, too. On this day, we think about mothers. It's more than just giving birth. It's biological, yes. We have foster mothers. We have mothers who are best friends in a motherly way, giving guidance. There's heavenly mothers. So uh, this morning, I picked a song because I think deep down, mothers are the wind beneath our wings. So um, I send that out to all of you this morning. Must have been cold there in my shadow To never have sunlight on your face You were content to let me shine That's your way You always walked a step behind So I was the one with all the glory While you were the one with all the strength Beautiful face without a name For so long Beautiful smile
might have appeared to go unnoticed. But I've got it all here in my heart. I want you to know I know the truth. Of course I know it. I would be nothing without Have a few announcements. First, do we have any first-time visitors who are bold enough to let us know you're here? We have, yep, we have one here. We have a brochure that says who we are and what we do here at King of Kings. So we do have one up here. If anybody else just raise your hand and let us know. It's right up here, Larry. Next to the senior transit. Right, right there. Right? Right there, Larry. Right up. Come on up. Come on up. That's it. Thank you for joining us this morning. Our next Friday dance is going to be the 19th. That's this coming Friday. Food at 5, music at 6. Uh, for those who are tech savvy, we do have an online QR code, and it's in the insert. So if you prefer giving that way, we're the church. We'll take however you give, we will take. Um, we, and we honor and thank you for those offerings because those are how we support the various ministries that we do. There's a sign-up book for readers and ushers. If you would like to read or ush, um, sign up. If you've never done it before, mention it to me and I will give you a quick training. It's, it's very simple. Um, need to be able to read or just lead people to their seats. Mobile Pantry, we had one this past Thursday. There'll be one on the second Thursday of June. I don't know what the date that is off the top of my head, um, but it's the second Thursday of the month at 3 p.m. we have our Mobile Food Pantry. Um, third Sunday of the month, there'll be a covered dish. That's next Sunday on the 21st after service. So you can bring a dish for all to share. If you forget to bring a dish, come anyway. There's always plenty of food and plenty of good company. Uh, karaoke on the fourth Friday of the month. Merry Widows is May 22nd at Bob 
Evans on 19 in Port Richmond. Are there other announcements for the good today, for the family? 12 Merry Widows. 12.30. Okay, it doesn't give me a time here. 12.30 at Bob Evans on the 22nd. So that's not this next Monday. Yeah, Chris, you're waving your hand. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just want as a reminder first to thank you to all those that are bringing in, that are bringing in the... Start over. First, a very big thank you to all those that are helping us with the serial drive and the drive for the conference in June. Don't stop. Keep all those items coming in because we do need them. Our, I found out that our serial drive will go to one of our local schools, so please continue to help us with that. Thank you. So we're collecting cereal, and it's going to be sent to the school. That answers a big question that I had this morning. So yeah, if you can see a place where you can buy a bunch of cereal, bring it in and we'll be collecting it until the end of the month. Is that what I was told? Yes, the end of this month. We're also going to be collecting to the end of this month um, to take to the Senate Assembly uh, things for the Harbor House. And we'll actually be collecting those through Sunday, June 3rd, because the Assembly is the week following that. Okay? Any other, any other announcements to the good family? Yes, Terry. Tomorrow, okay. That's the 22nd. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, which is the 15th? The 15th. 15th for the Merry Widows. Thank you for that correction. So merry, they forgot where they're going. <laughs> Any other announcements for the good of the family today? Being none, I see we have a child here today. You want to come up and help me with a children's sermon? Yeah. Now, let me get the mic. You can help me out of here. Because this is, this is a special one for both of us. Now remind me of your name. Kaliana. Kaliana, that's right, such a beautiful name. How's Mother's Day for you? It's actually really hard because yeah. she died. Your mom passed recently. Yeah. I know what that's like. My mother died when I was young too. A little older than you. But Mother's Day was really hard. It was. And for all those out there who've lost your mothers, whether you lost them at ripe old ages or whether you lost them like my mother died young and your mother died young. Yeah. You know what? Mm. I learned years later that I always felt Mom was missing things in my life. She missed my graduation. She missed the birth of my children. She missed some things that I'm glad she missed, but she also missed some things I'm sorry she missed. But I learned later on that I don't think she missed them. I think because loves, God loves us so much and our moms love us so much, they know what's going on. And they're right here. And the best way we can honor them is the way we, when we can grow up and embrace the things that they taught us. And the thing that my mom taught me was, and she, she really emphasized it, grow in your faith, because that will make you strong. So that's my message to you this morning. Embrace the love that your mom showed you. 
but then also grow in your faith. Grow in your knowledge of Jesus and of God. And grow in, in, growing in that, you grow in to be someone who glorifies not only your mom, but God in heaven. You want to pray with me? Sure. Dear God. Dear God. Thank you for our mom. Thank you for our mom. And while it still hurts that she, she left us too soon. It still hurts that she left us too soon. We trust her to your care. We trust her to your care. And we thank you for the time we had. We thank you for the time that we had. Amen. 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 Thank you for helping me, Kaliana. Oh, a treasure chest. I forgot. When you come, you get two this morning, I was told. <laughs> so help yourself. Pick any two things you'd like. And thanks for helping me out this morning. That was a tough one. And thanks for coming. So I invite you to rise. And let us sing together. Oh, no. I have a... Sometimes it helps to look at the bulletin beforehand. Okay. I still... Thanks for standing. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, by whose hand we are given new birth and by whose speaking we are given new life. Amen. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are welcomed restored and supported as citizens of new creation. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. Holy God, holy and merciful, holy and mighty, you are the river of life. You are the everlasting wellspring. In mercy and might, you have freed us from death and raised us with Jesus, the firstborn of the dead. In baptismal waters, our old life is washed away and in them we are born anew. Glory to you for oceans and lakes, for rivers and streams. Honor to you for waters that wash us clean, quench our thirst, and nurture both crops and creatures. Praise to you for the life-giving water of baptism and the outpouring of the spirit of new creation. Wash away our sin and all that separates us from your, empower our witness and your resurrection. Strengthen our resolve in seeking justice for all. Satisfy the world's need through this living water. Where drought dries the earth, bring refreshment. Where despair prevails, grant hope. Where chaos reigns, bring peace. We ask this through Christ, who with you and the Spirit reigns forever. Amen.
Good morning. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. Almighty and ever-living God, you hold together all things in heaven and on earth. In your great mercy, receive the prayers of all your children and give to all the world the spirit of your truth and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> A reading from Acts. Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, he who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor, he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day on which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us read responsively Psalm 66. Bless our God, you peoples. Let the sounds of praise be heard. Our God has kept us among the living and has not allowed our feet to slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid heavy burdens upon our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us out into a place of refreshment. I will enter your house with burnt offerings and will pay you my vows. Those that I promised with my lips and spoke with my mouth when I was in trouble. I will offer you burnt offerings of fatlings with the smoke of rams. I will give you oxen and goats. Come and listen, all you who believe, and I will tell you what God has done for me. I called out to God with my mouth and praised the Lord with my tongue. If I had cherished evil in my heart, the Lord would not have heard me. But in truth, God has heard me and has attended to the sound of my prayer. 
Blessed be God, who has not rejected my prayer, nor held with unfailing love from me. A reading from 1 Peter. Who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated. But in your hearts sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once and for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through the water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him 
because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am you. Those who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. I want to take us back just a bit to that first reading where Paul goes to the Areopagus. You want to show him that picture, Larry? That's the Areopagus, or the Mars Hill as it's known. Um, it is a high spot on the path up to the highest spot, or the Acropolis, the top of the city where the Parthenon is in Athens. And it is a place where people would go up and make proclamations. They would, maybe they were talking about a sale at the local uh, store. Maybe they were talking about political issue. Paul went up there and he was on the, like I said, it's on the, show the picture of the Acropolis too. So you can get a little bit more of a picture of the way up there. That's the next slide. There's the Acropolis. Um, it is, like I said, the highest point in the city of Athens. Um, it was the temple of Athena or the goddess of wisdom. But as Paul pointed out, he could see that the Athenians were really religious people because all around here, all in the different spots, the higher spots and the lower spots, are temples to various gods. Or in the case when we were there in the fall, the ruins of temples or the remains of temples, whether it be to Jupiter or Apollo or what well, was Zeus in those days, um, these different Greek deities. The Greeks were very religious people and Paul wanted to tap into that. However, Paul's message was not so well received. And it wasn't that he didn't have something to say. He found this temple to the unknown God. And he was trying to use their understanding, their, their different way faith structures to appeal to them. Because I'm going to, Paul says, I'm going to tell you about the unknown God. But Paul was not well received by the Athenians because he challenged the status quo. The same thing happened to him in Ephesus when he tried to get up and talk about Jesus in front of all the people in the temple. He was shouted out by an organized mob, basically of those who were being supported, whose, whose livelihoods, whose industry was being supported by this temple culture. Artisans and silversmiths and carvers who would make these images of these different gods and that's how they supported them. Plus you'd have the whole people who managed the temples. Their life was now being challenged because Paul is pointing out that we don't need these grandiose structures. We do not need to make carvings of God. In fact, in and it itself is an idolatry. 
that God is more conceptual than physical. I wonder, though, if Paul came back today to here in North America, particularly to Florida, what grand facades would speak to who we, as 21st century Americans, what do we worship? Well, we certainly have that quadrilateral of the Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, the NFL. How does Tampa have a hockey team? I haven't had ice here in ever. Or the National Football League. Think about the grand structures that dot our urban areas, the large stadiums. Think about the pageantry and all the spectacle that goes on with any major sporting event. And that includes college football. I understand that's quite a following too. Think about the amount of time that many people in our culture devote to following the various games, scores, exploits, how much television time is dictated to the scores and talking about what team and what have and the mascots and the various animals. Think of how much that consumes our culture. And ask yourself if we spend even a fraction of that in worship and study, learning about our relationship to God, what would that mean? So I'm sure Paul would point out sports stadiums and ask, are these your gods? Or maybe it would be that other stadium, that other spectacle that goes on every other year or every year, depending on the locale, where you have the elephant and the donkey competing for your attention. Whether it's the GOP or the DNC, everybody lines up and takes sides, and it's very obvious to me that the elephant has a much better presence here, particularly in Pasco County, than the donkey does. You kind of have to root for the underdog then, but think about the amount of time, the amount of airtime, the amount of fantasy that gets played out to us, the amount of, I know the situation, I know the solution, or look what they're doing, they're not doing anything. How much that triggers our fears, our anxieties. Oh, we can't have those Democrats in office anymore. Oh, we got to get rid of those Republicans, they're going to ruin us all. Think of how much would Paul address that, where are your gods? Or think about that dark god, the NRA. See, that god requires sacrifice. And not only are we sacrificing innocent, we're sacrificing children. But yet, oh, no, 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 18th, 15th, what amendment is that? The 7th? I forget. Second Amendment. Yes, Second Amendment. Is that our God? Has that taken the place of worshiping Instead of worshiping the creator, are we worshiping a creature? Think of the big buildings that you see on any urban high-rise. Are they insurance companies or are they banks? 
and are they objects of our dedication and adoration or in the amount of time we spend in anger at these issues, is it again if we spend some of that time in worshiping the Creator, in engaging what the Creator has said? What would Paul ask and would Paul be shouted down? Because let's face it, many of us have made our living, whether it's in banks or insurance or commerce or any of the other things. How would our lives be challenged? If you take football out of the equation, how many people would have meltdowns because they didn't have their games to watch? I wonder. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And it's kind of a trick thing because what did Jesus command us to do? Love. Love one another. Those are what Jesus' commands were. Jesus' command was to love. So if you love me, you will love one another. You will love God. Okay? And it is through that love that we get to know who Christ is in our life. God loved us so much that God came in human form to teach us directly. And now we have churches. But if Paul went around through our area and visited our churches, would he hear about having to love one another? Would he encounter the spirit that Jesus promised when he was telling his disciples, when I go away, I will not leave you alone. I will send my spirit. And how long will that spirit be with you? Forever. Okay? But yet, how many of our churches, those that proclaim that we are the bride of Christ, how often do we get hung up in arguing about creeds and dogma, about rules, about who can and who can't, whether it's who can serve as a pastor or who can receive communion, but more importantly, those who can't. And quite often, it's the can'ts where we trip ourselves up. Or how many of our churches, because let's face it, many churches are struggling financially, are now focusing more on their own maintenance, on their own congregation, on their own physical building, than they are on the ministry that we've been called to do. How many churches glorified the people who founded the church? How many churches built these huge Facades, and if you go into cities, particularly older cities, many of these facades now are crumbling. These huge buildings that were entire city blocks are crumbling because we don't have the time, we don't have that place in our culture anymore. Many other things have competed with God. And I contend and I continue to contend and will continue to contend until the day I die. It's because while Jesus promised to send us the Spirit, we as a culture do not receive that Spirit. We as a church do not receive that Spirit because that Spirit, when we receive it, challenges us out of those comfortable places in our lives. That, that creature, that Spirit, challenges us 
to grow in our faith. That spirit challenges us to let go of our preconceptions of the way we think who belongs and who doesn't belong, who deserves and who doesn't deserves, and challenges us to open our hearts and to open our facilities to love, to loving all. Because that creature changes our plans. That creature challenges us to grow beyond where we have. I remembered a couple weeks ago an interaction I had with a sister as I was doing a, it was an old convent that was being converted into a spirituality center. And I got to talking to this one sister and I was sharing with her my own struggle of the idea of call and calling. And she said to me, when you're praying to God for an answer and you're afraid of the answer you're going to get, son, she says, you got your answer already. How many of us are afraid of the answer we might get when we pray to God? But here's the good news. You don't have to be worthy to open yourself up to the presence of the Spirit. You don't have to be learned. You don't need to know how to pray particular prayers. You don't need to have a degree in any particular field of study. You don't have to be what people would consider a good person or even if you're considered a bad person. When you open yourself up to the Spirit, that spirit of love and caring compassion, that spirit will rush in to fill your life. Doesn't matter who you are, what you've done up to that point. That same spirit then will challenge you in those places that you might think you're comfortable to grow and to step out. But each one of us, because of the love of God, as been demonstrated through the sacrifice of Jesus, each one of us is welcome to encounter God in the form of the Spirit in our lives. But I have a warning, folks. When you let the Spirit in, how she happened, what she do, Larry? She She rearranges the furniture of our life. And here's the thing that gets me all the time. When the dust settles and the furniture's all sitting in new places, you have to admit, it works better this way. Amen.
another one of those ghosts, George. <laughs> In Christ you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended to heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. As we do, like I said, those prayers that are printed in your bulletin, there's great prayers. Take them home. You have them. But I still believe that the prayers of the church need to come from the people assembled. And therefore, I, we sort these up into joys and concerns. So I'll ask first this morning, are there any joys, anybody bold enough to raise your hand that you want to share a joy? One right back there and a few up here. Oh, look, they're popping up all over, Dwayne. <laughs> my joys, my great-granddaughter, Kiara, shared with me that at the end of her freshman year at technical, she hung on to a 3.5 GPA. Amen. <laughs> Hand, come on, we'll have to Over here, Dwayne. I'm very proud to say my grandson, Joseph Condenzio, just passed his fire department class, 
and is getting ready to work as a fireman in Arcadia, Florida. And also this Saturday, him and his fiance, Kay, uh, Kay, Kaylee, are getting married. Amen. And I'm very happy. Thanks for sharing that. My joy is all my children and grandchildren. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I just want to say that, uh, Pastor Jim, you are a hoot. <laughs> I like that rearranging the furniture. I would have said, hey, am I in the wrong house? <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. Me too. I, I just want to say that uh, I had my uh, love of the life third time in a row. She has come back to me, and um, she's back on her medication, and she wishes she could have been here today for Mother's Day. But uh, she's, uh, she's coming back, and I am so happy to have her back into my life. I needed somebody. Oh, I just want to say praise the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> amen. Other hands, there's one over here. I know. He makes you work. Um, this past week, Kenneth Stars were here, and we had a great time. We cooked some German food, and I'm going to mix this up. We cooked Slottengear which is like a pancake mixture and a sour cream dressing that you put over it. It was very interesting, but it was good. And we went to Pine Island. We went to see um, a bunch of different other things for the, mariner, uh, the, um, the mermaid up at Wikiwaki. So, yep, we kept him going and busy as all can be. So it was a great time. Oh, thanks for sharing. That sounds wonderful. Thank you. My joy is um, because God forgave me and because of the cross. So um, I love your message. Thank you. You know, like um, having a lot of idols in the Pacific town. And I am so grateful in this Pacific time that I know George and Dorothy. And of course, my baby. Yes. <laughs> I am so, thank you for, um, your message is really great, okay? I okay. just want to tell you that, and I thank God that he's giving me help, and uh, I'm a grandmother. <laughs> uh, thank you. Other joys. The Lord saved my life, so I'm here. I'm joyful, and I praise him. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Thank you. You got one? Uh, I have two, actually. I liked the one part of your sermon you said this morning about the, the part with the furniture. I also, I also enjoy that. And also, happy wife, happy life. The furniture looks fine, honey. <laughs> and, uh, second, my second joy is after not going on the boat for three weeks, I found myself jonesing because it likes to rain on a Saturday, but... But yes, I got on the boat, and uh, good times, and I wanted to share that. Good times. Thanks for sharing that. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, let's, let's transition over then to concerns. Yes. Carl. Carl, you have a joy you want to share? Yes, I do. I want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day. 
and especially uh, my mom, Olga, who has been in my life for 99 years, who is now with Jesus in heaven. And it was a wonderful time to be able to be with her all them years, uh, whether she was afar or we were close together, you know, in travels. Uh, it was a blessing, and I, I really thank the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Now, do we have some concerns we'd like to lift up that we can all pray? Right there. I'm sure you guys have all heard just in, just yesterday here on Highway 19 between 52 and uh, the Hudson, four people lost their lives. And so it's a walker or it's a person that's on a bike or whatever. And just in this last month or in the last decade, how many lives are taken because of carelessness and not paying attention? I feel for all those families, and we need to think for them. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Other concerns? So I'm not going to get long-winded on it. My, uh, my mother-in-law entering the uh, kingdom of God. It's a, still a very slow process. She enters uh, into tomorrow of 13 weeks of not eating. It's well, a we're straight up, guys. She's not on IVs. It's a, it's a very slow process, and it just a, I wish her a smooth going to be at the Lord's table. Okay. Amen. Amen. One over here, Dwayne. All right, all right. So, um, I know how in life that we all lose someone, and they all go to heaven, but. It also depends on who it was. Most people lose their life from heart attacks or car crashes, but most of them just fall or hurt or get concussion. And I lost my mom because she fell out of chair and she wouldn't wake up. And this Mother's Day was the worst day because she's my mom, and that was the person I was born from, and I just lost her not too long ago. And I just miss her being here. I miss being with her when I was a baby, because she was the first person I really liked. Just because we argued and screamed at each other, just when we didn't love each other. Amen. So we have all our good times and our bad times. And my aunt and my cousins are all sad, but I'm the worst saddest because that was my mother. No people actually understand because they didn't really lose that, but just because if somebody makes fun of it, like what happens to me at school, doesn't mean I, I don't care about that. I only care about being with my mom, which would still be happening in heaven and my, in, in my heart. That's right. She's here. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing. I want to share something. One second with this young lady. My, fa my father passed a couple of years ago, and uh, my dad was pretty mean to me as a kid. That's how they raised us in the 70s. But I got told, like, like I mean, my dad, at the, when we went to go see the Grand Canyon, my dad took me like this. One, two. It's the 70s. My mom was yelling at my dad, George, put the boy down. But no, I, lost, I, I got off track. But I just wanted to share with you, this is from my heart. Those memories will always be yours. Nobody can ever take your memories of your mom from you. Those are your memories of your mom. 
Amen. Sure. Sure. And just because if you lose someone doesn't mean they're not here. See, they're right next to you right now. Mm -hmm. She's right next to me, right next to you, and all of you. That's right. And just remember that don't think of the people that you hate. Think of the people that you love that has passed. Since that is going to make your day even better and better each time. You might cry, but everyone cries about that. But it's not anything different. This will be happening to everyone, and everybody's going to cry, but think about the good times. When that first happened to me, I only thought about the bad times. I only thought about when how she died. I always had nightmares, but now I'm getting older, and it's just helping me. The nightmares actually help you in the tears, because those are her tears and her nightmares. And you don't want to do that, because then she's going to start crying, and then she's going to be like, I guess I shouldn't even be here because now she's crying. But she should know that I'm with her and everyone else is with her. And she should be happy, not sad. Same thing to all of you. Everyone's thinking about that. Yeah. Everyone. Amen. 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 Thank you. Wow. You touched my heartstrings this morning. Pastor, uh, yes. Um, out of the mouths of babes, <clears throat> what, what can I say? What can we all say? She said it all. Um, my mom's been gone three years, and uh, I can't say any more than other than that little girl just said. Uh, especially when you said that part about, uh, well, she's always right next to you. So, uh, thank you for sharing. Um, I do want to have one concern, a brief concern. My sister uh, was moved to Tennessee. She left Thursday. Uh, I've tried calling, I've tried texting, and I haven't heard back. So I'm a little bit apprehensive because uh, the, the, the driver was supposed to be back at work Sunday. So I'm, I'm hoping that everybody got there safely. If everybody could just keep my sister Cheryl and uh, her driver, uh, Mike and Diana, in prayers. Uh, just want to make sure she made it there safely. Uh, Amen. Thank you. Amen. Okay. Dwayne? Glass is on today. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, I, I need some special prayer. Um, a bunch of workers and I, we take care of abandoned animals. And right now I have two that are just struggling for life. Please keep these abandoned animals in your prayers. And it's people like you and me that abandon them. They didn't ask for this. It's just unresponsible people. But keep us all in your prayers because sometimes that's all we got going for us. Thank you. Amen. Let us pray. And like I said, when I lift my hands up, lift up those names, those situations, those people that we are praying for.
Good and gracious God, on a day where we celebrate the joy, particularly the joy of mothers and mothers in our lives, we also celebrate in the midst of those who are still hurting from recent losses, from those who are hurting from losses that maybe are even less recent, Lord. We thank you for those who birthed us. And we thank you for what lessons they were able to teach us in our lives. And we thank you for those that we can celebrate with who still celebrate the presence of their mother. And we thank you for th those who have learned to move their mother into that special place. When you've talked to us about all the saints, Lord, I think mothers often top the list of those sainted people. We thank you for that. We lift up all those other joys, those chances to get together and celebrate and be with family. But we also lift up the concerns and the pains of our heart. We lift up those situations and those people we are praying for now. It's your goodness and mercy into which we trust all of this. We lay it at your feet and leave it in your hands, Lord. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus, your Son, our Lord and Savior. And let the people say, Amen. Amen. peace of Christ be with you always and also with you let us share that peace with one another and let's work over to those sanitation stations because there's still some nasty microbes floating around
Let us pray the offering prayer as one voice. Generous God, in this meal you offer your very self. We give thanks for these gifts of the earth. In the breaking of the bread, reveal yourself the risen one. In the pouring of the wine, pour out your service to the world. Through Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join your unending hymn. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to all his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for remembrance of me. Amen. And now let us be so bold as to say the words as we've been taught by our Savior. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All are invited to this communion table. Um, you have three different ways in which you may receive. One, you can come forward as you're directed by the usher, where you'll be handed a piece of bread which you can then tinct or dip into either cup. The dark liquid is wine, the light liquid is grape juice. You may also move to the back where we have pre-served um, or pre-measured servings. If you're worried about germs, then you can commune yourself. Or if you want to receive the bread and the wine but are not able to come forward, just stay seated. After everybody else has been served, it'll be brought to you. This is the gift to God for the people of God. Please be seated.
Gracious God, in you we live, move, and have our being. With your word and this meal of grace, you have nourished our life together. Strengthen us to show your love and serve the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Now the God of all, who raised Jesus from the dead, bless you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Embrace this spirit. Welcome it into your life. Milk it into our worship. And welcome it into the ministry that you are called to do. That you may then live in a new creation. Amen.
in peace. Serve the risen one. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.